0: I'm Severin Suzuki speaking for ECHO, the Environmental Children's Organization. We're a group of 12 and 13 year olds trying to make a difference Vanessa Setti, Morgan Geisler, Michelle Quigg, and me. We've raised all the money to come here ourselves, to come 5,000 miles to tell you adults you must change your ways. Coming up here today, I have no hidden agenda. I am fighting for my future. Losing my future is not like losing an election or a few points on the stock market. I am here to speak for all generations to come. I am here to speak on behalf of the starving children around the world whose cries go unheard. I am here to speak for the countless animals dying across this planet because they have nowhere left to go. I am afraid to go out in the sun now because of the holes in our ozone. I am afraid to breathe the air because I don't know what chemicals are in it. I I used to go fishing in Vancouver, my home, with my dad until just a few years ago we found the fish full of cancers. And now we hear of animals and plants going extinct every day vanishing forever. In my life, I have dreamt of seeing the great herds of wild animals, jungles and rainforests, full of birds and butterflies. But now I wonder if they will even exist for my children to see. Did you have to worry of these things when you were my age? All this is happening before our eyes, and yet we act as if we have all the time we want and all the solutions i'm only a child and i don't have all the solutions but i know i want you to realize neither do you you don't know how to fix the holes in our ozone layer you don't know how to bring the salmon back up in a dead stream you don't know how to bring back an animal now extinct and you can't bring back the forest that once grew where there is now a desert if you don't know how to fix it please stop breaking it. Here you may be delegates of your government, business people, organizers, reporters, or politicians. But really, your mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, aunts and uncles, and all of you are someone's child. I'm only a child, yet I know we are all part of a family five billion strong in fact 30 million species strong and borders and governments will never change that I'm only a child yet I know we're all in this together and should act as one single world towards one single goal in in my anger I'm not blind and in my fear I'm not afraid of telling the world how I feel in my country you make so much waste We buy and throw away, buy and throw away, buy and throw away, and yet northern countries will not share with the needy. Even when we have more than enough, we are afraid to share. We are afraid to let go of some of our wealth. In Canada, we live the privileged life with plenty of food, water, and shelter. We have watches, bicycles, computers, and television sets. The list could go on for two days. Two days ago here in Brazil, we were shocked when we spent time with some children living on the streets. This is what one child told us. I wish I was rich. And if I were, I would give all the street children food, clothes, medicines, shelter, and love and affection. If a child on the streets who has nothing is willing to share why are we who have everything still so greedy I can't stop thinking that these are children my own age that it makes a tremendous difference where you are born that I could be one of those children living in the favelas of Rio I could be a child starving in Somalia or a victim of war in the Middle East or a beggar in India I am only a child, yet I know if all the money spent on war was spent on finding environmental answers, ending poverty, and finding treaties, what a wonderful place this earth would be. At school, even in kindergarten, you teach us how to behave in the world. You teach us to not to fight with others, to work things out, to respect others to clean up our mess, not to hurt other creatures, to share, not be greedy. Then why do you go out and do the, uh, do the things you tell us not to do? Do not forget why you are attending these conferences, who you are doing this for. We are your own children. You are deciding what kind of a world we are growing up in. Parents should be able to comfort their children by saying, "Everything's going to be all right. It's not the end of the world, and we're and we're doing the best we can." But I don't think you can say that to us anymore. Are we even on your list of priorities? My dad always says, "You are what you do, not what you say." Well, what you do makes me cry at night. You grown-ups say you love us. But I challenge you, please, make your actions reflect your words. Thank you.
1: Welcome to the Green Tech podcast series featuring Samantha Fow. This series is an exploration in awareness and solutions using green technology to help heal our planet. Everyone, welcome to another episode of Be Decent, the Green Tech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how climate change is slowly killing us. It's a um, real bummer. The fact of the matter is, is that right now, the Earth's climate is way hotter and more violent than it has ever been during any other time in human history the whole time we've been here on the planet uh, this is kind of as bad as it's been we rely on scientific indicators of climatological health like water vapor air temperature way way up in the upper atmosphere in the troposphere the size of glaciers and ice sheets in the far north, Um, you know, how much snow cover we get, how much rain we get, other scientific criteria, hard facts, hard data. And according to every single one of these metrics, the planet is growing warmer at rates that are growing faster year over year. It's getting hotter and it's getting hotter faster um it's definitely happening the question for many people is you know so what right what's the problem um the problem is that climate change is slowly killing us um let's be clear people are dying from climate change just global warming alone has claimed thousands of lives um, after rep- <clears throat> after record breaking heat waves in France uh, during the summer of 2019, during the summer of 2019, health officials documented uh, nearly 1,500 deaths from things like heat stroke, dehydration, or people who finally just succumbed to chronic health issues like you know, heart issues and other cardiovascular problems that made it just so they could not stand this type of intense heat. Um, But people aren't just dropping dead from the heat. Climate change is killing us in all sorts of ways. First of all, we're seeing more and more homes, businesses, lives, families being destroyed by hurricanes, floods, wildfires, and other extreme weather events. This is happening because the climate is becoming warmer. Ocean water is also growing more acidic as a result of just the natural processes that go into climate science, and this is threatening marine life everywhere. At the same time, it's getting hotter. It's also getting drier. We are seeing more droughts, and these droughts are longer and more intense, Taken along with the disruption in life that we see from hurricanes, floods, wildfires. Taken along with the disruption in life we see from severe weather events like hurricanes, floods, wildfires, tornadoes, typhoons, everything. Um, They're just going to keep getting worse as our climate gets warmer. And this is not the only devastating impact to public health and safety that we will be dealing with in the post-climate change era. We will also be seeing uh, worsening disease outbreaks and more threats to our health on a day-to-day basis. Heat is making dust storms and wildfires worse. It also makes existing air pollution more damaging. It irritates your lungs and your airways at a level that is worse than if the climate were colder and, you know, more heavily weighed down by precipitation, rain and snow and stuff. So for all of us, this is annoying. It bothers our nose, our throat, our... Lungs sometimes makes our eyes itchy. Pollen and everyday urban pollution is just making life a little bit more irritating in the age of global warming. But for people with pre-existing conditions like asthma, um, heart disease, other things like that, this can be deadly. Um, illnesses and diseases are not only made worse by heat and the impacts of hotter, drier, more polluted air. Diseases also spread more easily. Because climate is so closely linked to the availability of fresh water, right? We need fresh water for drinking and sanitation. We have less and less access to clean fresh water every year because we get less rainfall. We have less snow melt. We have less water retained underground and in glaciers. And because the climate is impacting our availability of fresh water, we are seeing more strain on our drinking and sanitation infrastructure. This is making it so certain types of infections are getting worse. It's getting easier to catch them. And so in many ways, climate change is actually increasing the the likelihood of another global pandemic, just like what we've been suffering through, um, you know, what we suffered through for most of, 2020 truly climate change is something that affects all of us around 2 billion people which is about uh, one-fifth of the world's population or it will be at the time are likely to be displaced by climate change by the year 2100 if we don't do anything about it this is a refugee crisis on a global scale That will not only include people from coastal communities, arid communities, other places where life has just become unlivable. It will also include many of our own family members and our friends and our neighbors and perhaps even ourselves. On the Atlantic coast, people are already being affected by heat waves, storms, hurricanes, coastal flooding, and the storm surge that is being caused by climate change, and this is forcing them to uh, you know, shift their way of life permanently. In the Midwest and the Western and Pacific regions, people are already struggling with droughts and water shortages. This is making wildfires worse, and it's also increasing competition for drinking water. Alaska, Hawaii, these places are facing serious and permanent ecological and sociological issues because they exist, their societies are formed around very delicate and unique ecosystems. Altogether, climate climate change affects all of us, and the impacts are very, very serious. So what are we going to do? right this is a podcast about realistic solutions to otherwise pretty scary environmental issues and the fact of the matter is is that climate change is not an unsolvable problem um, people from the private sector from the government from the universities scientists economists all sorts of people have come up with workable solutions to climate change there are truly so many things that can be done so the question remains that the question remains of why we so seldom see climate action on a large scale here in the United States here in America we are so used to being leaders in innovation and uh, positive progressive social and political change Um, but we're really not acting on climate issues and this is very odd right so why is this happening the truth of the matter is the vast majority of the American public believes in the fact of climate change as you are listening you are not shocked particularly I'm sure by the statement of reality that climate change is undisputably and surely happening all around us. It's been proven by scientific data over and over and over again. The issue really is with our leadership. There has been a massive failure of leadership both across the political and economic systems in our country uh, to make real positive moves on climate action. This has resulted in the United States being the only nation to ever sign the Paris Climate Accord and then back out of it, uh, which is not a point of pride. It's more so a statement on our commitment to not do anything at all about climate change, at least um, on the national level. But why is that? Um, as it turns out, there are dozens of, of people at the top of our leadership um, who patently refuse to act on climate because they are climate deniers over 100 leaders in our political and economic systems the people at the top of our country have gone on record denying the fact of climate change this includes former president donald trump uh, who is certainly a headliner in this category U.S. Senator Jim Einhoff is also a uh, top name in climate deniers. He is the U.S. Senator from Oklahoma, and he also wrote a book called The Greatest Hoax, How the Global Warming Conspiracy Threatens Your Future. Um He also surely receives a lot of political support from oil and gas and other people who might be contributing to climate change. But anyway, um, Ted Cruz, Mitch McConnell, the list goes on. It's really not a problem with us. It's a problem with them. Um, But, you know, what can you do? Uh, Fortunately, we are all here because we're like-minded people that are solution-oriented and, um, you know, as as fun as it can be to, uh, you know, call out people where they deserve to be called out, uh, placing blame where blame is due. We're really here because we want to figure out how to do something about the problems of climate change. We want to learn how to be decent people with the power of decent tech and reduce our climate impacts and the truth of the matter is is that you can do this on every level you can start just with your home and your own individual consumption of energy and water resources this can be built into smart buildings right Um, that uh, can be even developed into smart neighborhoods and smart cities and altogether this really has a major impact on removing co2 from the atmosphere mitigating the impacts of climate change adapting to the challenges of climate change and also um, really avoiding the issue of climate inaction that we are seeing from the top down right so let's get to it right we can all do things to reduce the impacts of our daily lives in terms of you know climate impact first of all we can uh utilize devices from the internet of things right the iot this is something that uh tech people get pretty excited about there's all sorts of uh interesting things happening in the eye of iot but generally the iot or the internet of things is just all of the many proliferating connected devices that we have all around us um your smartphone your Alexa device your Google home device your Samsung smart fridge your smart TV anything that is capable of collecting information from its environment you know either because you talk to it or you interact with it through a screen or whatever and it's it's connected to the internet and so it can use this information to help make your experience more positive a lot of these devices like the the nest devices um, there's also a device called a uh, curb which plugs directly into breaker panel Um, to allow uh, energy efficiency improvement uh, at the circuit level of your home Um, smart light bulbs which are offered by all sorts of companies Philips another company called enlightened um, which actually combines the power of demand response with reduced energy uh, in commercial buildings. Uh, and that really does have a substantial impact um, by focusing on the, the commercial sector. Uh, there's also a really cool device called the Art Violi, which is uh, uses it uses photosynthetic algae. In cells that are so beautiful that they actually can be on your wall as art, and the, what these photosynthetic algae cells are doing is that they are removing CO2 and converting it into oxygen, um, literally turning your home carbon negative. It's um, incredible. It's incredible. This can be deployed, uh, you know, in your home, in your apartment, um, you know, to whatever degree you are comfortable with. You know, it can be as simple as. Improving the energy efficiency through better use of surge protectors and energy-efficient bulbs. Um, You know, maybe adding a a Google Nest device or an Amazon Alexa to help you improve your energy efficiency and reduce your water consumption. Or it can go all the way up to the building level. Um, You know, entire complexes, entire office suites can be built um, to be completely carbon neutral, um, you know, in a way that's really accessible and really positive for not only the natural environment but also your living and working environment um on larger uh you know in addition to smart buildings we have a ton of exciting things happening with smart cars which actually make the roads safer they improve vehicle pollution um, just by increasing efficiency kind of system-wide and also as more and more collected connected cars are able to collect data and provide feedback to smart cities um they are uh, helping to solve real life problems that people face every day like street crime traffic you know the impacts of pollution things like that um so All of these things, these individual devices, they can come together to make a carbon neutral home. These individual carbon neutral homes or offices can come together to make carbon neutral neighborhoods. These individual carbon neutral neighborhoods can join together to make smart cities that really create a positive impact in terms of progress towards climate change avoidance, towards climate change mitigation, towards climate change adaptation. Um, Real life problems that we are facing every day, um, just through the power of decentralized technology, technology that can be used by anyone and collectively together um, has an incredible impact. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, you know, this uh, the conversation on climate change is easily overwhelming and it's easy to feel as if not a single thing that we do has an impact on such a global issue but nothing could be further from the truth the fact of the matter is decent tech in the hands of decent people can save our planet all you have to do is be decent so in the meantime please do come back and see me or In the meantime, please do come back for our next episode. It's about extinction, which is uh, incredibly sad. I will tell anyone in the audience right now who is listening who is a big animal lover, um, be prepared. It's some heavy stuff, but it has a surprise ending. And spoiler alert, it isn't maybe as terrible as it could be, right? thanks to the power of decent tech. So um, looking forward to the next time. Talk to you soon.